from Bats, and as always, I'm joined by the cable climbing Case. Case, how are we doing today? Doing great, man. I'm sitting here with my power glove on, getting ready to kick some ass. Nice. Nice. Now, now, did you just say power glove? I did. Just last week's rant of anti, uh, what was it, gimmicks you called them, I guess, uh, made me go to eBay and I uh, won a bid on a, on a power glove. It actually showed up today. How, how does it feel? It feels like a piece of plastic on your hand. I haven't badass. Well, uh, people at work when I put it on did, you know, react to it as being badass. But I haven't actually got to try how pitiful it would actually work with the games. Um, And the nice part was it came with the sensors too, so you know it was the full complete system, uh, power glove system. The only sad part is it, you know, it's wired, so I can't like walk around the street wearing it. Well, you you could cut the wires off and just walk around Boston with it. I could. I, I think I need to get a second one though for my left hand, so I can like dual hand it, wear it when I'm like on my motorcycle. It'd be awesome. I wonder if we could come up with a cool cosplay costume that would have two power gloves and something. We could steal Keith Apicary's costume. Then no, be- no. I mean, some something original. Well, why don't you get like two power gloves and like make a square like um, the the original NES. Head, like helmet to wear, like over your head. What happens if you get two power gloves and then the NES is strapped to your chest, like right in the front? <laughs> Actually, you no, know it would be better if you could find a girl that's hot. Uh, it has to be a hot girl, of course. Make her wear the two power gloves and then make a dress out of the um, that mat you ran on, which I can't think of its name right now. The power mat or whatever, where you like had jumped around like yeah. DDR. Yeah. Have like it, that as a dress around her. Let's see. See what I'm thinking there? I don't think a chick with power gloves would be that hot. I think she would be. I in think fact, if, she's, if we're going to have a chick dress up in something, I can think of sexier things. Oh, if, if, yes, but if I think with a, I think a chick in a power gloves would, would uh, be hot to you. I guess so. Speaking of power gloves and sexier things, what have you been playing this week? I have actually uh, – um, well, all right, I'm going to go through my list. There's, there's uh, a multiple of games. Uh, first – because last week you were talking about how there's no good Star Wars games, I decided, since I was saying that Knights of the Old Republic was supposedly a really good game, but I never played it, I put my money where my mouth was and bought it. And I played it for like 20 minutes, and then I stopped playing it. I think I I can see why it would be, like a lot of people would like the game, and I I, I really understand why they could like it. But it didn't... Chain like it, it it didn't age well. How about that? I mean, the biggest problems I have it's so RPG. Like you have to manage all your equipment. You got to like every skill, everything, and oh, it was just too much. Like with uh, Mass Effect, how they streamlined all that. Like uh, people will tell me, well, Mass Effect's really an action RPG, not a true RPG. But you know, if I wanted to manage all that information and do all those die rolls, I would freaking just do tabletop D anD D. So. I guess you're right. Right now, there's no good Star Wars uh, video games out there. So, and then after that, after that 20 minutes of spectacular fun, I decided to. Um, I can't exactly sure why I didn't went down this path. I think I might have read an article somewhere. I went and did some Half Life mods and played uh, played three of them. And I'm going to talk about them in order of I don't know enjoyment. Um, the first one I played was uh, Dear Esther. Which got pretty good reviews, you know, on most of the mod sites. And I, it, but you know, it's not. 
a game per se. It's more. It's supposed to be a horror game. Sounds fun. It's it's not really a game per se. It's more of a a paperwork filing. It is. System. Well, it's not that. So you you wake. Well, basically, you start on this island and you're on an island on a dock and a uh, voiceover it, like reads an entry from like a, a journal. I mean, that, it says it always starts with Dear Esther and like talks about some of it. And basically, you just walk around this island. And, and as you're walking around, depending on where you go, different pieces of this journal get read to you, like a narrative. Were you a FedEx pilot or no. a FedEx character? No. Guy? It's more of a horror-type mystery thing because, like, like, while you're listening to them talk about it, you hear, like, kind of like the guy's crazy thoughts about certain things and, you know, stuff like that. It's coming, like you – know, it's kind of like being, in, like, in a – I don't know that like you're in the book itself and you're not you can't you can die because I died a few times but it's not like something killed me I just can't, apparently can't walk a certain way if you walk the wrong way you just die so it's, it's like Alan Wake no it's not, no it's not like Alan, like it's Alan Wake if you removed all the monsters uh, like it's got that atmosphere to it and like this talking over it and some people aren't even sure if the island is real or if it's in his mind type thing and oh it's lost maybe lost I don't know no but see but it's not a game. I mean, in the theory, you do control yourself, but it's really not a game, I, I would say. And, I, and the, the one thing about this game is uh, this mod is amazed is that the guy, um, Robert Briscoe, is actually going to be making it into a full full game itself, like with you know standalone purchase game, which is really strange since it really more felt like an art project, I would say, than a game. Um, it wasn't bad. I mean, for free, you know, it's <laughs> it was it. it, it Entertained me for like 30, 40 minutes. So that, that was the first one. And then I moved on to Minerva, which Minerva is is probably one of the best mods I've played for a while, in like a long time. Um, it's by Adam Foster, which from what I've heard and read online, he got hired by Valve to work on episode three after he re- released this mod. But who knows if that's really true. And so this game, this one is a game. This is basically like another, like another episode of Half-Life, but you're not Gordon Freeman. And you're um, invading the island. This island, you're like, you've come in on the copter and like it drops you off. And it, it, like you get, you get attacked by Half-Life 2 character, like, you know, the, the Combine or Corbine or Cob- what are they called? Corbin? Combine. Combine type guys. And you find head crabs and you get attacked by head crab zombies. But basically you just keep on going down into this... Uh, Island's core and like discover all that, like what they're doing in this core thing, like they're what they're manufacturing, and you try to blow it up and you have to escape. And the whole way the story flows is you get like little emails in your um, because you're wearing like one of the suits that Gorman Gorman Freeman wore. And so you get little emails in the upper left hand corner that like have little like four texts from the person that's telling you what to do and why you're supposed to do it. And they're like the emails though are like generated kind of if it was coming from Gladys. It's like a robot talking to you and doesn't really like you but hates you and says really bad things about you but also wants you to do stuff. You know, like that kind of weird psychopathic robot talking to you type thing, um, which was interesting. Um, and, and it was a really fun game. Like it, it actually brought me back into why I liked Half Life itself so much. Like all the controls were the same and. And like the, the story was kind of there and everything it was really solid. And that one was pretty fun. I mean, there were some times in the game where you get to points where you weren't sure exactly what you're supposed to do. Like I sat for like 15 minutes kind of like figuring out where I was supposed to go before I realized I could blow open a door that was like, you know, down the hallway. It just didn't like pop to me. 
But I mean, overall, it was a really good game, a really great mod for. It was a large mod too. I thought it was going to be like a one hour gameplay, but I probably put two hours into it. So it was it was really good. That would be Minerva for anyone who wasn't listening. I wasn't li- I wasn't listening. Sorry. That's all right. And then the last one, the this this one actually kind of kicked me into the mod. It's on an island. It is not. This one's not on an island. Oh, okay. I was actually amazed that the two of the highest ranked mods that I played were both taking place on islands, but one was like total action first person shooter, and the other one's like this mysterious, like walking, talking, you know, story thing. Um, but this is the real reason I got into got back into the mods for a bit was I read about it online, so I had to play it. Was called it's called the Stanley Parable. I don't know how to even describe it. Um, so you basically the stories it's kind of like Bastion that came out where like you have this storyteller talking about like what you're what you're doing. So you're like walking down the hallway and he's like, I forget the name. It's like, oh, Stanley comes to two doors, one on the left and right. He goes to the left one because you know that's where where the um where the conference room is. But you can go to the right one. If you go to the right one, it like starts like saying, oh, Stanley doesn't like listen to directions and blah, blah, blah. And you can always like, you can do what the voice tells you. You don't have to do what the voice tells you, but if you don't do what the voice tells you, weird things start happening. And like the voiceover kind of like starts like acting violent towards you type thing. Like the first time I just totally did nothing that it told me to do. Like it was like, oh, take the left door. And I would take the right door. And it's like, oh, he, he realized he was going the wrong direction. So he made a left through the next quarter and I made a right in the next quarter, you know? And it's like, well, Stanley's a jerk type thing, you know, and then like he would, he should just go down this elevator and, and, you know, to punish himself. And I went up the elevator, you know, type thing. And eventually like it puts you like in a dead end type like world. And he's like, Oh, fine. You don't want to actually enjoy this story. I'm going to tell you. And so like it loads um, a half-life two map and it's like there, you can just walk around a half-life two map. That's what you probably really want. And so like, I played like four different times just trying to like different combinations of where to go around the map. And it was, it was like, it's funny. And it's like, like kind of refreshing and like the way this, the, the linear story isn't really linear, linear, you know, cause depending on what you do, it like changes the way the story is flowing. So it, it was, uh, it was actually pretty awesome. I think it was a great story. Great one. Great. So you're just modding up this weekend, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the problem was that there's no games I wanted to buy. So I was like, you know what? I see what I read about the Stanley parable online somewhere. And I'm like, I'm gonna check that out. And, um, to use, to do my mod installations, I use, um, Oh, it's called Desura, which is kind of like a Steamish tool where you can like you find the game, you hit install, and it installs it for you. We don't have to like deal with any of the copying files, the right spots. And then they also, but you know, a lot of people use it, so they also have a ranking system. So I kind of like, oh, what other mods are there? Because this one was really good. Let's see what other ones I haven't played. You know, so I went through them. So it was, uh, yeah, I, I would recommend all three of those if anyone out there wants to play some like non AAA titles. We'll say because they they can actually try new things that AAA titles wouldn't try. I want to play Half-Life 3. You mean Half-Life 2 Episode 3? No, that's never going to come out. I want to play Half-Life 3. <laughs> All right, man. Well, maybe if enough people make mods, they'll hire a whole team of modders to make Half-Life 3. All those people are out of jobs. <laughs> Jerk. So anyhow, um, yeah, so those are the games that I played. So anyhow, dude, what, what were you um? Did you play any games this week? I know you were traveling a lot. Yeah, I, I didn't play shit. Well, I well, I let me rephrase that. I um I played a a a little bit on my iPhone device. So as case alluded to, just lost my train of thought there for a second. Um, why are you losing your train of thought? So I just wanted to. I want to. I want to recant a statement that I said earlier. I said 
a woman wearing a power glove this probably not be sexy. I would like to, to rephrase that and say, a woman wearing a power glove can absolutely be sexy. <laughs> just want to just say that it's possible to be done. So please don't write us angry letters because it's, it's, it's it is possible. I believe it. Uh, anyways, I was I, saying, I, so I, I played, think, I think we can also, um, if, if we get happy letters and know what we're talking about, we can, uh, send them a link to show what, what he means. Perhaps. Um, anyways, so, as I was saying, I didn't play shit. I was traveling a lot, as you, you you were talking about. I was I was all over this great nation of ours. <laughs> I, was, I was, you know, I was in the heartlands of America, <laughs> and um, um, they don't have electricity out there, so you can't plug anything in. <laughs> um, but uh, I did have my iPhone with me, and I did uh, decide before I left that I would download. Uh, some RPGs because those are pretty good to play on the uh, the iPhone. And the one I ended up playing pretty much the whole time I was gone is not a new one. I, I thought I would, I would end up playing some of the newer RPGs. I spent most of the time playing Final Fantasy three. Well, that's strange. Which on the iPhone they updated the the graphics and uh, whatnot. Um, and it looks really good. So if you're actually looking for a decent uh, RPG, I'm talking classic RPG, turn-based, basic inventory system, traditional Final Fantasy uh, roles, you know, where you, you, you have a job, um, then I'd say pick it up. It's um, pretty good. Same story. So that part's not too, too stellar if you remember Final Fantasy III. But, um, but I was having a pretty good time with that. I was just kind of you know, cranking my characters up, getting them pumped up but um that's really all i had really had time to play it was really uh on the planes and <laughs> stuff like that when i had time to uh to get out and play some play some stuff other than that i was hitting that dusty trail i i, I did play one mobile game also because just because microsoft released it for free like two days ago and it's the greatest windows 7 phone mobile game ever ever it was called and I don't think you've ever heard of this game, Minesweeper. Holy shit! Actually, I have that game on my iPhone as well. That's pretty good. <laughs> but I just, I just find it amusing that Windows put it on their. Uh... Oh, that's horrible. That's, that's how you can tell if someone is, if they can grasp the concept. If you can explain Minesweeper to them, and they're like, "Oh, I totally get it," and they can play the game. But if, or if you explain it to them, and then they still don't get it, they're like, "The what?" And they, and they just keep screwing it up like even on easy you know yeah, yeah, yeah. you could just that's like an iq test <laughs> damn my two tests i hate iq tests they always tell me that i'm not iq'd mm, my, my always say that i'm super iq'd you say you are super iq'd <laughs> yes that's what exactly what it says all right. Well, so I guess you don't have much more uh, in the gaming front. So, oh, wait, there was one more thing I wanted to mention that I was doing gaming related this, this last week. That doesn't count as called gaming. No, 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 no. It's, I know, well, I tell you it doesn't because it's, it's called reading. I, I know it's a, it's a foreign concept for some gamers. But, uh, Re- e- yes. Eating? Eating? It's kind of like eating, except it isn't at all. Is it, is it, is, re-eating is that mean like 
if you ate something and then you spit it up and you eat it again, you're re-eating it? No, it isn't. But anyhow, your joke's pretty bad, so we're going to skip ahead here. So I've been reading a game called uh, the Pilgrim – not reading a game. Reading a book called The Pilgrim Pilgrim Into the Micro World. It's the eye, mind, and essence of video skill. And the reason this really, podcast is about video games. It is. This <laughs> is about video games. So this is a this is a, a, a sociologist, whatever those guys do. Books yeah. help you have a good vocabulary. But anyhow, it's his experience of when he discovered Breakout back in the eighties, and his his draw and to he it. Got well, he got he got addicted to the game and just read like reading. Like he actually traveled to Atari trying to figure out, talk to the developers to find out the best way to become great at breakout. Like he just felt he never, he didn't know what a good game was. So he tried, was trying to find out what he could do to make himself be the best breakout player. So let's get this. He couldn't find out what a good game was. So he picked breakout. No, it's not. He couldn't find out how, what a good player of a game break. Like when you watch someone play breakout, how can you tell they're playing it good or there's average or if they're poor. And cause like he started, when he starts playing it, he wants to beat it, but he doesn't know if he's actually getting better or if he's not getting better. And he was, he was like, he's an older guy at this time. He was like 40 years old. So he wasn't sure if it's because of his age or if it was some skills that kids just learned or is it something he could be taught or was there even skills involved? And so like, it's his whole like draw into what makes us like, what makes us good at video games and specifically breakout. And like, and it was kind of neat because like I, I'm only halfway through and then like got, he just like traveled to the guy who wrote the first breakout to try to find out, Hey, like, am I doing this right? What are like, are there secrets I'm not aware of? Are you cheating? Trying to, so I won't win. Um, it's, it's really kind of interesting. Like a guy at work turned me on to it. So I'm, I'm reading it. And I think, uh, I think some people out there might get a kick out of the book. Mm, okay. Not no you. No one likes to read. No one likes reading. Some people do. And so with that, why don't we talk about the news that we read this week? Um, I didn't read any news. Oh, you have no news then? There's oh, wait, no, I, I have news. News. Insert news bump here. So what is your so, news? Um, my news is breaking, late-breaking news t- today, and the, the, the podcast actually is a little late, late. It should actually come out yesterday, but we delayed it for two reasons. One, Gamescom really started today, so we wanted to see what was going down with that too. I just got off a plane last night, so I was tired and also case is lazy. Three reasons. Just like I said at the beginning, three reasons. I agree. Um, so today games literally just a few hours ago, Sony announced at their conference, they are going to do a PS3 price drop. They're dropping their 320 gig PlayStation 3 Slim from $299 to $249.99. Ooh, $249.99. Yeah, that's right. And if and if you remember, now I'm gonna say this. Now uh, this I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this up. I don't have to bring this up, but if you listen back a few episodes, we brought this up as a rumor. We said, hey, we heard there's gonna be a price drop at Gamescom, which yeah. we couldn't even we couldn't even remember when the hell it was, but we we were talking about it, and and we did a uh, we did a little little uh, poll to see you know what uh, what 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 
we each thought. And it comes down to it is, I thought, nah, they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it before Christmas. They're going to wait till after. And Kay said, yeah, they're going to do it. And, um, you know, the, you won't hear this ever because it never, ever happens. But uh, Case might have got one of those right. Just hmm. one. Yes. Just, just one. I mean, it never happens twice in one episode, but it happens every other episode. Happens 70% of the time, 50% of the time. Exactly. See? So I, I guessed right. Uh, so, which means yeah. my also my whole concept that they're going to announce their new systems next E3 is going to be right, too. No, never going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. Oh, it's going to happen. But speaking of announcements at uh, um, there's a called Gamescom. <laughs> My brain is so flat. Yeah, it's, it's called Gamescom. It's in Germany with Germans. I like Germans. Das ist gut. Anyhow, That's- another thing that was announced, which I don't even know if it was announced at Gamescom. I just know it was announced this week. Or maybe it wasn't even announced. It was just more uh, people have leaked it, we'll say. Is a new Counter Strike's coming out, everyone? And that and it's called Counter Strike Global Offense, which that only took like twelve years. Well, it's no, it didn't it? They had, had uh, Counter Strike Source came out a few years ago, which was just upgrading to new graphics and adding some tweaks to weapons, removing weapons. And this is basically the same concept, I guess. Is they're upgrading the graphics and they're adding some weapons and removing some weapons. Um, there's not much out about what's happening yet in the game. Uh, the, some of uh, the professional gamers did get to go to Valve and play some of the games, and they have very some of the familiar maps of Counter Strike will still be there, which is Dust and Dust Two and Inferno and Nuke and Train. Which any Counter Strike gamer out there just rolled their eyes saying, "Oh, I know what those maps are." Uh, Bats has said, "I don't know how to use a PC," but good for Bats is the fact that it's going to be on the PS3 and the 360 also. Um, so maybe he'll finally join us in playing a real good first-person shooter, multiple-player game, multiple-player game. Hey, I was shooting people in Counter-Strike before you were even born. I doubt that. <laughs> um, the only few things that they kind of mentioned from weapons is that there's a, there's some new uh, – well, there's going to be new maps. There's going to be some new weapons. They said there's going to be a new heavy machine gun. There's going to be some new shotguns that have a, a different range than the current shotguns. Um, and then a Molotov cocktail grenade is going to be there. Uh, and then there's going to also be a decoy grenade, which is the one that, the only one I really got. So there's I got details about the decoy grenade and the Molotov cocktail. The Molotov cocktail is kind of neat because you can actually throw it at, I guess, a, a point in the map and it'll actually – you know, flame up that area so it's, you can't cross through it anymore. So you kind of can control the flow of the map a little bit with it. And then decoy is kind of neat because you can throw it and where it blows up, the terrorists or well, the people, your opponents will hear fake gunfire from that area and thus be drawn to it. What So you can, you know, either sneak around them or attack them depending on what game you're actually going to be playing. So it's kind of cool. I'm pretty excited. And actually, I think this is another. I almost, I actually downloaded uh, Counter Strike Source again just to start playing it uh, to get my skills back up. <laughs> Kills for skills. Kills. Good luck. Good luck with that. Oh, thank you. So I'm I'm continuing the trend of news of bringing back past episode information. And uh, last week I talked about uh, the unfortunate London riots that have been ravaging the London. 
And uh, I talked extensively about how one of their fine bobbies over there, or police officers as we say in America, <laughs> um, was saying that it was all due to video games and that kids today, blah, 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 get off my lawn, I'm an old man. Well, news comes from London that one of the dudes from your favorite band, Oasis, says he thinks games are blamed for the riots as well. <laughs> Even though he's said in the past that he really likes games, um, he is saying that he thinks that uh, that it was um, that was part of the 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 unrest is that has to do with video games. Yeah, he he actually made comments like when he was a younger, there was no violent games and or something like that. And look at all the violent games out there now. So you you play the violent game, you just want to go outside and and do that violence that you experience. Well, his his quote was, "We live in this age of violence, and I don't care what other people say. Brutal TV and brutal video games are the reason for this pointless violence as well." He told that to Bang Showbiz. I'm always curious if you uh, talk to these people and ask them to say violent crime has decreased since 1980 and video games have increased since 1980. Do they? I'm not saying there's a causation there. I'm just wondering what their argument back to me would be saying, yes, but all the violence that's left is all because of of the video games. It's true. Uh, Crimes are are at an all-time low and um, video games have, have gotten more violent. So I don't know what the hell people are talking about. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's crazy. But well, speaking of violent video games, another announcement from that world of gamer gamers con. What the hell's it called again? Oh my god, I'm so off today. Games Con. Games Con and was Pseudo Fifty One announced his newest game, which is uh, going to be called. It's going to be called. It is called Lollipop Chainsaw, which. Is basically Buffy the Vampire Slayer on crack. You play a cheerleader in a mini mini skirt, in a sports bra with a chainsaw that has a shotgun attached to it. And from the trailer, it looks like you go and kill a fuckload of zombies with your chainsaw and kicking, and you know panty shotting. It looks pretty phenomenally fucked up and violent, very violent. The so it looks good. It, well, the, I do like Pseudo 51, which is, you know, I think I've mentioned that before. It's weird, though. I like him, but I don't, I don't ever finish all of his games because they're always so weird. I get like halfway through and then something else comes out or something. The weird part is, is the writer of the of the game is James Gunn. For those out there who don't know who James Gunn is, he wrote um, Dawn of the Dead, which the remake of Dawn of the Dead. He, he also wrote... Um, He's like wrote like I can't remember the other movies. He wrote three other movies that are pretty famous movies. So it's kind of interesting that he actually got like a professional director writer to do to write and direct this game. It's like it's really weird that Studio Fifty One's pulling in this talent. Like he also pulled yeah, in talent for Shadows of the Dam. Becoming more and more common. It is, but it, but Studio Fifty One started off like with Killer Seven and with No More Heroes. They were like these art artists, epic games, and Studio Fifty One was always like that. Indie slash AAA title guy, like never make, making the big big games. But like his last two games, he's got big names to come work with him. Work with him. I don't know if he got it or you know the the company he works for got him. But it's, it's kind of interesting, and he's got this pool now. 
but I think it looks uh, I think it looks pretty fun. Who knows? Who knows how it turned out? I think Bats made the comment or when he saw the video about it, the graphics look a little disappointing. Janky. 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 I think yeah, that was a term you were you used. Which it's, it's actually kind of interesting because every pseudo fifty one game I've played, the the graphics are always a little janky looking. So maybe maybe it's just, just a very early build and later builds look better, but it, it's it looks very bizarre. Look, I mean. I mean, come on, people. If we're gonna make a realistic cheerleader zombie chainsaw killing game, let's at least let's make it look realistic. Come on. I mean, it takes me out of the experience if it, the, the graphics are a little janky because I'm just like, I really think this could happen. But then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I could tell I'm playing a video game because the graphics aren't totally there. So, you know, I mean, if you're gonna go all out and make a realistic game about a cheerleader with a chains a purple chainsaw that kills zombies just you know get it right <laughs> that's my message just get it right just get it right well we'll see it was just announced we'll see what happens so speaking of getting it right another uh news from gamescom and this on the playstation side yet again from your friendly host bats uh the playstation vita some more information come out about that uh, there was some uh, rumors in the past uh, coming up to Gamescom that Sony had decided to cut the RAM in half uh, for the Vita to make it more affordable. Um, and, and that was that was actually, I was really disappointed to hear those rumors and I was hoping they weren't true. But they decided, um, uh, well, they didn't decide, they said at a uh, press release, and I don't know whether that they, the original one was true and maybe the bad press just uh, forced them to go back on it, but... They're saying that uh, it was a rumor and that they have no intentions of cutting the RAM. It will have uh, it will have 512 uh, megabytes of RAM. It will also have another 128 megabytes of dedicated VRAM. So it's going to have quite a bit of RAM in it for a, just a handheld device. Uh, also confirmed during Gamescom was that it will have the ability to have Skype, uh, Facebook, Foursquare and Twitter directly on it, Ooh, um, so that uh, if you get the 3G model, it's going to have a lot of capabilities similar to your phone. I mean, Skype right there, you can do Skype calls from it. So, um, you know, there's a lot there. It's also going to have uh, a fairly decent uh, resolution and uh, camera uh, on it, so uh, front and back. So, it's 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 looking like they're not going to cut anything back. Strong frame rate, everything. Um, so you know everything else we've heard so far, it's just better and better. The one thing I'm waiting to hear more news about is what is going to be the onboard storage. Well, you know, did you uh, is what? I was speaking right around that online storage. They didn't. I don't think they announced the online storage part of it. I did notice that they announced that all games are going to be downloadable. Correct. Yes, uh, all the games coming out will be downloadable. Which so that would mean that they have to have some size of of onboard storage if they're all, all the games are be downloadable. Right. Or else. And what I'm hoping is that it's upgradable so that I can get a larger stick to put put in there. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, some, certain some games. flash memory. Yeah, but, yeah. I don't know. It's got to be somewhat sizable because I don't think anyone would be happy if they can only put two games on. And then, <laughs> no. or, you know, I, would, I mean, I wouldn't mind if I had to carry like sticks of memory around, I guess, if they're I, easy I, would, to I wouldn't mind if they had built in, if they had like some built in 
um, flash memory, and then you had the ability to add an additional additional flash stick for additional memory. I think that would be what I would prefer because I want the, the the stuff that's on there, and then maybe you can have larger sticks. And um, even if I have a lot of games, I could have two or three sticks that could have uh, collections on them. Yeah, I mean, I already have a large stick, so I, I should be all right. Well, that's fantastic for you. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Thanks for sharing. Yes, and speaking of large sticks, um, and this more is another GamesCon uh, uh, trailer, I guess, that I got to watch that made me pretty excited. And this is more of the, oh, my God, it's so sexy, I want to hug it, is they had a Battlefield 3 trailer, uh, 64 players at once. And in this trailer, they showed the Jets flying in the sky, fighting each other as the game, other other players were on the ground in their tanks fighting each other. And it was just phenomenal. I mean, it looks beautiful. Of course, it's a PC. You know, they're, they're showing it all on PC. So, you know, all of us console people out there won't get exactly these graphics. But all of us PC people like me will get these graphics. Uh, but the jet fighting looked phenomenal in, this, in, in Battlefield 3 from the trailer. You should go find, do a search and check it out. Or you could just we'll post go it to our, our site. site. And look yeah. the go to throwingcontrollers.com and I'll post the video. Hey, thanks, Case. <laughs> go to other sites and totally go. Wait, we have one. We should probably oh, yeah. have that up. We should put there. The only thing I'm worried about, and this is my own problem, is the first battlefield had uh, had um, the prop planes. And I actually went out and bought um, a flight control stick so I could switch to the no. flight control stick whenever I played it. Well, I did LAN parties constantly, like every like every two days, playing the game. So, I really, I was really bad at flying with just a mouse and keyboard. So I was, I switched to, I got the flight stick, and now it's like, oh crap! Do I have to pull my flight stick back out and and do the quick switch again? That was really annoying to do. But, or I just won't fly the planes. I'll just look at them as they kill me. Boo! <laughs> Boo! Boo to flight sticks. Flight sticks are awesome. No, boo. Afterburner was one of the greatest games in the arcade ever, and it was because of the flight stick. No, it was because it rumbled. <laughs> well, my flight stick rumbles, baby. <laughs> and on that note, we should probably take a break, unless you have other news. Boo. No, he has no other news other than I was right boo. twice today. Once no, about you... the price cut and once about girls looking sexy in power gloves. You know what? I'm, I'm taking it all back. Case was wrong completely today, 100%. No. So on that lovely rightness, Case is going to pick a song for you guys to listen to while we take this little break. Throne Controllers podcast. We're back after that fantastic break with music. And, you know, one thing I noticed about the break music sometimes is I'm just about, I'm just getting into it. I'm really getting into the groove. Yeah. And I also hear my voice again. I'm like, what? Ah, damn it. You know? Well, so there's, there's, all the female listeners are so glad to hear your voice again. I That is true. I mean... The, the amount of uh, mail we get that says, if you could just keep Case quiet longer, we 
want to just listen to bats talk. So my mom writes in. She she well she always writes in, but they say his voice is so soothing. I just want to put the podcast on next to me on the the pillow next to me and just just go to sleep listening to him to just talk. That is true. I've heard most women just want to go to sleep whenever you're in bed with them. Yeah. 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 Around when the sun's coming up. Usually they want to stay awake when I'm in bed with them. Yeah, because they're they're afraid you'll touch them. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> Anyways, case. Yeah, man. It's, it's it's that time. The bottom half of the inning here. All right, it is. And usually uh, we get pissed off about something. And technically, I, I might be pissed off. I'm so pissed off right you now. You don't even know what I'm say. But the, well, so I don't have. A, I'm not going to rant you. I'm going to state something that uh, it started worrying me this week, and I'm going to bring Yo, it up. I and got, I want to. I want to get your I've view got on some it. Problems, but a bitch ain't one. Well, it might be. And actually, oh. it's all uh, so. All right, anyhow, as I said earlier today. Right, um, earlier today, earlier in this podcast, I've been playing a lot of mods, specifically the Minerva mod. Right, is why which got me my mind thinking this. And the Minerva mod is very, like I said, it was it's very like Half Life Two, you know, special episode. So it's like, you know, you're playing Half Life Two, and it's you know, you feel like you're actually just playing another board. Yeah, and and has those emails in the corner that I like. I said it's kind of like Lattice talking to you, and they're kind of like sarcastically mean at the at the same time. And this got me thinking. So when Half Life, the first Half Life came out, the game was very serious. It, I mean, it it wasn't slapstick in it. It wasn't like very comical. It was trying to be a serious story about you know the science experiment gone wrong, escaping it, and all the um, uh, well, not sequels, whatever opposing forces and. And those games that came out were very serious games where shit just went wrong. Half-Life 2, very serious game. And then somewhere in there, Portal came out, which was in the same realm, but it wasn't serious at all. And now it seems like every game since that, that successful Portal game, every like the episodes that came out, and all like even like Team Fortress 2, all Valve's games have this need for comedy in the game. And this is actually worrying me about Half-Life 3 is that they're going to take away the seriousness of the game and make it like a portal game first-person shooter where it's like all this like small slapstick old comedy happening as you play the game instead of trying to tell a really good story. And I'm just wondering, am I worrying for no reason or is this a valid worry that, that I should have? You're worrying for no reason. So you don't think there's been a trend for Valve to, to only make – these cutesy comical games. No, you got to remember that Portal started off as a mod, um, and that Team Fortress was was a tack on, pretty much mod. Portal was and not a mod, those, by the way. Portal? No, it Portal. was developed. It wasn't a mod, but it was developed by a separate guys outside of using the Half Life engine. It was never. No, they created a different game first, and then Valve fought them to create Portal. Regardless, it was it wasn't it wasn't like it was Half Life, and I'm saying that but it like, is that it's game in is, the Half Life world though it's not right, like it's but it's based on it's based on humor, and then Team Fortress has always been had a little bit of um it playfulness to it, but I'm just, but I'm saying even like the episodes after Half Life Two started having some comedy involved inside of them, 
Well, I think they tried to add some personality a little bit. It wasn't I wasn't a comedy per se. I mean, still, the world was fucked. Yeah, but it still felt more childish. Like it I wasn't. Think, I think it has to do with the fact that I mean, you were you you were you're growing up, you know, and maybe it's not scary. I mean, you go back and play the first Half Life. I mean, I'm not seriously. saying scary. I'm just saying it. it I'm, I'm saying it, some of it is pretty freaking childish. No, it's not. It's all great. There's I'm no like saying, I don't know. I, I mean, just I don't think you have to worry about. It. I think that the that if they ever come out with one, I think it they they've been pretty good about when they have a, a series of games keeping the tempo and feel. I mean, if you ha- if if you have something that makes money, why would you totally change it? It's like saying that the next battlefield you're worried about that they're gonna put you know that they're totally gonna screw it up or the next modern force is gonna be all just jokes. Well, they could screw up. I mean, Left 4 Dead 2 was not as good as Left 4 Dead. Because it was the same damn game, pretty much. Alien Swarm wasn't that wasn't that good. The what now? <laughs> it's a game they released in 2010. <laughs> but, yes, maybe a lot of people have never heard of it. Uh, it was called Alien Swarm. It's a top-down shooter that they released for PC only. I don't know. I'm just worried. I mean, I don't think I think Counter Strike is is fine. They'll be fine with Counter Strike. I'm just worried that Half Life Three is gonna or Half Life Episode Three, whatever they end up actually releasing in this four five years of development is taking to make a freaking little episode. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm just worried that uh, well, I'm I'm more worried about it falling victim to the vaporware or you know Duke Nukem syndrome, where it becomes irrelevant or it's been so long that. That you know, f- fuck. I don't even remember. I can barely remember what happened in episode two. So, like right now, I probably would want to go back and play Half Life Two, and 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 the episodes again or, or something. I mean, you know, I remember well, the basics, but there's, there's shit I guarantee I don't remember. Well, it was actually kind of funny. I um, whenever I was playing the mods, um, you're talking about like the Duke Nukem issue. Yeah, so playing the the mods I played like the on the Half Life Two engine, specifically the Minerva one, I was amazed at how good the targeting weapons still felt so real. Like just the like, it's not a realistic Battlefield Three. I mean, you're you can it's more like a Halo where you can charge a guy and unload on him, you know, type thing. But it still felt like a solid game, and this is like what, six years later, seven years later. I'm just saying that the maybe they're taking so long because they're they're trying to live up to the to the hype. Well, maybe I mean Portal, but Portal didn't take Portal Two did not take this long, and it basically uh, lived up to the hype. Yeah, some people say it didn't though. Well, I would be one of those people, but I I don't know if it's uh, I don't know I don't know if it could live up to the hype that you know everyone suspected it to, you know. I don't, know, I, I don't know. Maybe, like I said, maybe Valve has a great record of making good games. I'm not saying Half-Life 3 is not going to be good. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it might be, it just might not be as seriously cool as the first ones. That's all. That you know, good. I'm going to wait and see. I have no idea. I, frankly, I'm just pissed it took so long. Episodic content should not take this long. If, if you're going to do this, you're just... Right. Just you know, at this at this point, just episode two should have been four, and episode three should be five. I mean, that's what it, if that's what you want to freaking do, that's what you should do. And I know you want to change the engine or whatever, but like, 
It's it's just bullshit. It's, it's taking so long for. I mean, when did friggin' when did two come out? Two thousand seven. Like, that's it's just ridiculous how long. Uh, I'm sorry, no, two came out two thousand five. Episode episode two was two thousand seven. It. I mean, that's that. That's like totally unacceptable. I mean, this whole game is developed in that time well, period. You know? I think the pro- I think the more problem is, and this is my opinion, is. So you had episode two come out in 2004. Then they decided that episode one is going to be on PC, 360, PlayStation 3, and Mac. So they started doing Mac. They started adding in console development, which they never did before. And I think that pushed out the new engine because now the engine's got support more than just, you know, the PC. So it might just be that they took on more than they thought they were going to take on. I don't know. Five years, man. Five years, I could build you a car out of sticks. <laughs> I don't think you could. You would lose focus. If I had a whole team? Maybe. Maybe. I'm not, well, I'm actually curious is that, so they announced the, um, the Counter-Strike Global Offense, right? Or CSGO, if you want to do the abbreviation. Uh-huh. Is it on a new engine? And if it is on the new know. engine, is it on the new engine that is it on the new engine that maybe Half Life Two would be on? And maybe this is Half Life Two Episode Three. Yes. Well, or maybe they're skipping Episode Three. They're going to make, make Half Life Three. I'm just curious. That's maybe they should do. Maybe they. Um, I don't know. I mean, technically, they Portal Two was running on a new engine called Source. That yep. they, so. It could just be on that, and maybe that's what Half Life, the new Half Life, would be on. Who knows? I don't know. I'm just worried. I'm not caring about the. Gra- I think the. Gra- I'm not worried about graphics. I'm not worried about gameplay. I'm not worried about any I of that. I'm just worried, worried that they're gonna destroy the story. Worry about it coming out. <laughs> oh, and by the way, for all you out there, Alien Swarm is also free on the PC. Just in case you want a free Valve game. That means it's good. Actually, it's kind of fun. Kind of fun. Wow, that's a ring endorsement. It's a four-player co-op. Fantastic. Too bad you don't have four friends. I don't, but but you could download it. Not going to happen. Fine. Anyhow, uh, so uh, that was my question. Like I said, I'm not like pissed off because it didn't happen yet. So it could be. I'm pissed off. Yeah, I've made you pissed off this because you think I because I doubted Valve. No, I'm just pissed off that it's taking so long for them to pump out their damn games. I was pissed off. Speaking of pissed off, I was pissed off that Blizzard took so long for friggin' StarCraft to come out. I was pissed off it's taking so long for Diablo. You know what the people think they are? StarCraft 2 hated that game. So maybe that's a bad sign that's taking so long with... uh... Well, see, the thing, though, Valve's released games in between these. It wasn't like Duke Nukem where the company has kept on making a game for 10, 15 years. Valve had other games come out. You know, it's not like they're like, like sitting over there just keep on working Half-Life 2, you know what I'm saying? They had other things. It's bullshit. <laughs> well, why don't you tell me of a game that, that someone had come out on time, but, you know, back in the, say, 80s? On time? I don't even know if it was on time, but tell me of a game that I could play right now that we know is out because it's a classic. Well, if we're going to go back, let's go back to, to a game that everybody knows the name of. <laughs> very similar to Cheers. Where everybody knows your name. Norm. 
No, that's not my name. Anyways, the game that I would like to talk about because I heard the song about it on Pac-Man Fever was Defender. The only song that would dare rhyme the word Defender with the word Mindbender, which is a terrible rhyme, but they can get away with it, goddammit. If you have Pac-Man Fever, by the way, go ahead and listen to that song. Uh, Defender, it's a 2D side-scroller. I think yeah, everybody has played it, but it, it was one of the most uh, amazing games, uh, really addictive. came out in 1980 in the arcade. One of the, the unique features that I found when I first played it back in the day was that a lot of the 2D shooters, um, you know, if you were flying a plane, it was one-directional. You'd fly one direction, shoot your enemies, you go past them, you, you pass them. This had, you can go left or right, and the map wrapped on itself. So you felt like you were flying over a constant plane um, or landmass that... Or planet. Yeah, planet. So, which, which, which is supposed to, that's what the game's based on. You're flying around a planet, and there's these aliens coming down, and there's um, humans or astronauts, uh, whatever people, different people say what they are. And they're trying to abduct them. Essentially, you're trying to defend the planet. That's the word, defend. Ooh, defend. Um, Right, so that's your job. Just go around, shoot these ships, and uh, try to stop them from um, taking everybody away, or they come back as crazy mutants that want to kick your butt. <laughs> um, so it, it was it was just great because you know you fly, and if you missed your target, you just easily flip the switch, you know, the, the joystick back the other way, and shoot the person, uh, the bad guys. You know, standard three lives game. It was it was really addictive and. And it had a lot of, uh, you know, different ways you could uh, play it so that um, different people, you know, had skills and tricks and stuff like that on on what was the best way to really be really good at this game. It uh, came, you know, in a standard cabinet or in a cocktail cabinet. Those are the ones that are the, the flat there. Uh, the display was a mind-blowing 16 colors. Woot. Yeah, so that was back in the day when you had to be creative. <laughs> you did. Yeah, so there's not a lot of colors in 16 colors. <laughs> there's like 16 of them. So, yeah, I mean, the, the game uh, has... has it, it really, at first, gained slow popularity, but it, um, you know, when it first came out, it didn't really get a lot of people's attention, but as time went on and on, it, it's just got more and more and more attention and now there's 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 plenty of uh, um, you know versions you know copies um, or, and sequels quote unquote sequels you know imitations and legacies and all this type of stuff like that remakes uh, there was even a, a 2002 sequel by the same name that uh, that came out but um it was, had three-dimensional graphics. It wasn't very good, but anyways, I mean, it, it, uh, there's been a lot of stuff out there, and it's a, it's, it's a great game. And, I mean, if you're into any of those uh, old-school, really classic arcade games, Defender is in the same range as Space Invaders or Asteroids. Anything like that, It's Defender is one of the ones that you have to play. Did you play it, uh, when you first played it, did you play it in the arcade, or did you first play it on the system? Arcade. Yeah. I, well, I think my first experience was on a system at home. Uh, 
TI-994A to be specific. And so it was actually, it's it, the arcade version is so much, I don't know how to say it, better than the console systems. I don't know if it's because of, of like the sound or, or you know, just the bigger screen, because, you know, back in the day you had small TVs, or the controls were like not a controller really, were they? It, it was like a, it was interesting. I'm, I don't know, because I played it in the arcade, but then I also played it on the Atari 2600. Uh, and the Atari 2600 had the, the joystick and the, the one button for for shooting, so it, it the problem with the, the Atari joystick is it was a lot stiffer than the arcade joystick, so when you know, changing directions... Maybe that's what it was. It, that might be what it was when I was playing in the arcade. It was just, like, it was a stiffer... I'm not as stiff... So it was easier to control yourself, so I wasn't used to like turning so quickly. <laughs> yeah, it goes a lot. It, 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 you when you would turn, it would flip much quicker in arcade because there was a lot more play in the arcade stick. But this is this is blowing my memory. And the if you remember, the Atari controller did not have a lot of play in the stick. It was very very stiff. Yeah, I did hear that it had a very stiff stick. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I I I'd grab onto my stick and just it was yeah. There, it's always stiff. Yeah. <laughs> what can I say? Maybe I sp- played. Was there? Maybe there was a, another version of Defender I played in the arcade. Like, you know how back in the day they had like the standard box, and then they had. There was uh, had, like somebody. Had the somebody version. That, yeah, somebody modded it. Yeah, yeah. And maybe that's what it was. Is I played a mod one. And that's why Defender I'm thinking. Like yeah, that. yeah, exactly. Yeah, but uh, I, don't I, I played Defender a lot. When I was a kid, when I was younger, it was, it was a good game. I like catching the guys that were falling. Yeah, and like I said, if you, if you like Defender, then definitely go look for that song on Pac-Man, Pac-Man Fever. It's a, it's a, it's one of the songs that they look over a lot. Uh, Maybe if we can find a place to, to, for them to download it, we'll we'll link to it. Right All right, on. that's um, so. How do people? Oh, do we have any questions, man? Yeah, well, yeah, well I'm uh, you know, we're running a little long, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pick out the hat. All right, sounds like planned. Um, because we went we went super long last week, so yes. And this, this is during the summer when we have nothing to talk about, so <laughs> God only knows what happened when we actually have real shit to talk about. <laughs> um, so so the first question I picked up that I thought was was very interesting was um, this particular person wanted to know if if you could, and I know in some games you can actually kind of do this, if you could use your image in a game as the hero would you and now i'm going to add a caveat because i always like to add little twists to these if when they say image i'm talking about head to toe face body structure everything so if you're scrawny you're scrawny if you're tall you're tall whatever whatever it is that's what it is in the game um face hair everything you look exactly like you do in real life would you want to play as yourself in a game? Um, I guess I'll... Well, yeah, why not? But it depends on the game. Uh, First-person shooter is probably not. Uh, I could maybe do sports. I wouldn't mind having myself in it. I usually try to build the, the characters I have in my sports, like when you do like your own little pro guy. I, make, I usually make them my same height and my same weight. That I am, so it wouldn't be that big of a deal for me. Uh, I would uh, My Little Pony. I definitely want my body in My Little Pony. 
because I, nice. I want to see myself want, riding those damn ponies. Wait, wait, wait. You just said you want your body in a My Little Pony? Yes, I want to turn into a My Little Pony. No, no, no. You said you want your body inside a My Little Pony. You heard what I said. Yeah, I think you want to have sex with My Little Pony. Well, sex, ride them. It's all about the same. Same thing. <laughs> You're a sick, sick bastard. So, I mean, because I think it was, what, was it Tom Clancy where you could take uh, Rainbow Six, you could take a picture of your face and your face would be on the on the um, character you played? But Yeah, I'm well, crappily. They, they yeah. have the same thing with some boxing games. No, so, because, actually, well, go ahead. What was your answer, man? Well, I was, I was thinking about this, and I, I think exactly what you said. I think it depends on the game, you know. Uh, there's some games where I definitely would want and kind of enjoy maybe being the character, maybe a fallout or maybe even an oblivion would be kind of fun, you know, being yourself in that world. But then there's other games where, you know, you want to have a level of escapism. It would be like reading a book and every time you read the book, you were the character in the book. It wouldn't be that exciting. You know, one time it would be, it might be interesting, you know, when if it had, you know, some, some way to, to tie it back to you. But, um, I think there's definitely times when I want to escape and, uh, especially in, in the games where you, um, you play as multiple, multiple heroes and sometimes your hero gets killed as part of the story. (laughs) And I think if they had a game where it was, you were the, the, you know, the hero per se, um, it would, it would, Automatically, you would say, like, okay, this person's not going to die, you know? Um, no surprise ending or anything like that, because who's going to design a game where you put yourself in the place I of would. getting killed? It would just... I would. I mean, yeah, you yeah, you would do it, but I'm just saying, uh, as a designer, I don't see that as... Well, I'm actually curious if, some, if, if they did allow your character, you know, in a game, like, we'll say Heavy Rain. Same way you're, you're, you're one of the characters in Heavy Rain. Where like almost every character could die if you played them wrong, right? That doesn't mean they must die. You just play I think them that's wrong. different. I think that's different. But the question is, I'm talking about would you a scripted, a scripted death that you can't? I don't, no, no, no. I understand that. But my question, I'm, I'm taking this to the next level here. Saying, do you think if the character looked exactly like you, would you play even harder to keep them alive? No, I. I the, all the decisions and, and gameplay I played in in Heavy Rain, I played. The way I would play it was if it was me or not. And a lot of times, you know, a lot of times you die just because you, you just mess something up, a quick time event or something. There was no... Just saying, if it looked like me, I might focus more on that one character that looks like me. I might sit up when it's doing the quick time stuff and then, like, sit nah. back for the other characters. I, I'm, I, I have to say my, I'm always pretty, pretty much as focused as I'm going to get. All right. So basically, the answer for our writer that we're gonna not name is yes, we would like ourselves in it, but it depends on the game. So the answer is depends on the game, right? You know, great answer, great answer. Now the next one, I know the answer to, but I can't remember the game. All right. So I was gonna look it up, but I thought that'd be cheating. So I said. Are there any good games, and that was the key here, because I was like, but hey, there's no, I don't think there is. Are there any good games that you play as an animal? I'm not talking about a talking animal, but a real-life animal animal. So, like, like, a game where you actually take control of 
uh, an animal in a non-fictional, I mean, sense as like, you know. So Lion King's out. Lion so. King is it's right out. And like, you can't be like the Roadrunner from uh, Looney Tunes. No, 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 no. And con- so the, I guess the, I guess connectables you're playing with an animal, right? So the the game I'm thinking of that I didn't want to look up, it came out mm, 2009. What was it called? It was it was a sequel of another a similar game. You're a cop and you have a dog, and Shadow. Um, the oh. dog's name is, I think is Shadow. Oh wait, well, well keep on talking about it for a second. So, uh, like, the, the one that just came out, like, you get uh, your ass kicked, and uh, at the beginning you get off a pier, and you actually start the game off as the dog, ripping people's throats out and stuff. And a lot of times you have to use the dog to go under fences and, and sneak around, and you have, like, a, a dog sense um, where you can, uh, you know, sneak and hear stuff. Um I can't remember the name of the game though, but it, it you actually got to be the dog. No, I, I swear um, the name of the the game like it was it's a, the newer one was a sequel on the original one where you're like a ninja and your dog was a, like a white dog. No, you're a cop and the cop. Ah, um, it was um, it was on the it was on the uh, GameCube's where I played it. And it was uh, Dead to Rights. Yeah, yeah, Dead to Rights, and then they had Dead to Rights too. That's the one that just came out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I think in the Dead to Rights one, you just could sick your dog on people. I don't think you could. You didn't become the dog, but maybe in the, the second, second one, one you did. Definitely, you know, you definitely you have to be the dog at some points. Okay. You have to like break into places to, you know, let your your other your other player, your other dude in stuff like that. Yeah, because there was another game that I was thinking about, which you don't really play with a dog that has a dog um, in it that you were like a ninja and you and you had a pet dog with you that you could sick on people, but you really didn't control the, the dog. I, I, I really don't. I don't think there's any other games where you actually play as an, like an animal. I mean, like Zelda, the new Zelda. The, wait a minute! I know a game. Dog, what one? <laughs> I think if I remember correctly, um, it was for the PS3, and it was called. I think I, I'm not sure. I never played the game. It's called. Wasn't it called Flower? Where you flew around as a butterfly? No, you weren't a butterfly. You were. You were. It was wind. Oh, you're a wind. Okay, I thought you were a butterfly. Yeah, I blew around. It was like, like you are pollen on the wind and stuff yeah okay nope no butterfly sorry dang ruined again so yeah i i I personally can't think of any game in my recent history that you play as a dog i mean as an animal unless you consider a zombie an animal a zombie's animal let's go with yeah (laughs) because then there's a stubs a zombie you play as as a zombie which actually was a pretty good game Stubbs is I, Yeah, I, I, I was trying to really come up with one that was like legitimately a real animal. Um, and um, I mean, I can think of plenty of games that have animal companions. I mean, Fallout, you can have Fable. a, you can have a dog. Fable, you have a dog. How do you get the dog in Fallout? By the way, I never yeah. had the fucking dog, and it made me so mad. I'm like, I'm like, there's a dog at the ending, but I don't have the dog. 
Yeah, no, you can get the yeah, you can get them. Um, it's not important. It? You don't need to tell me how. Something I just, dead meat. Yeah, it's dead meat. meat. It was dead meat. Yeah. 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 No, it, he was. He was. He was. He was a good dog. It was a good yeah, dog. I didn't have. And one. then they took that to and then the next one. They gave you more companions. Yeah. You I could have a robotic dog. Ooh. Yeah. It had a so, robot brain. Anyway, they had it. No, had a brain and a robot body. Yeah, like well, I think he uh, got our answer of we have no fucking clue. Well, I I just don't. He, the keyword is he, I'm going to blame it on the, the writer because he said, "Are there any good games?" So the answer is no. Are, are Muppets considered animals? <laughs> no, no. And if you chose Animal from the Muppets, if there was a game where you just plays Animal, I would accept that as an answer. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! I know of a game. And it's called Rampage. You're either playing as a big ape, you're either playing as a big lizard, or you're playing as a big wolf. Those are fake animals. <laughs> what? Werewolves are real? No, not not a human genetically turned. In, no, no, no. Fine. What about Godzilla saves the, the Earth? Godzilla's not human. Again, one, not not a not not a real animal. You use the word real, and also not Finding a good Nemo. Finding Nemo. Not, that's that's a talking fish. Wait a Those minute. Are, what about King Kong games? Not King Kong. I mean, um, the monkey from Donkey Kong. You have that Donkey Kong game. Is Donkey Kong considered an animal? Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, he talks and he wears a tie. <laughs> Well, I could. There's monkeys that you put ties on. No, doesn't count. Wait, wait. What about that Japanese really sexy game um, where you play the wolf, Akami? Uh, yeah, it's Akami, right? I have no idea what you're talking about. There's a game called Akami that was like it looked like it's a rice painting. I don't. I don't. You know what? One, I'm not a Akami. Two, I don't play any games that have anything to do with Akamis. Is it a commie? Goddamn, you goddamn commie. How about Yoshi? Yoshi is made up. He's not even a real type of lizard. He's Yoshi. And Yoshi's a chick. Can, can you play Chocobo? No. I mean, there are in Final Fantasy Chocobo races where you technically can be a Chocobo for a second, but that's not a real animal either. Mm, I think I'm running out of a... Uh... Made up shit? Yeah, wait, you are. Wait, I have one. I have one. Animal Crossing. It's all animals. Yeah, but they're walking and talking animals. Well, every animal walks. No, but they're talking animals like dudes I know what you're stores saying. and houses. I know what you're saying. All right, I, I go with uh, Farmville. That's the best game. That's animal-based. You don't actually play as animals. <laughs> I don't even play. This is what it, more like it. Wait. No, no, that's a bad one. Okay, I'm out of ideas. I think. Wait, so you, you stopped on that one, but but in your brain, Farmville got greenlit? <laughs> no, it didn't. I was making a joke with Farmville. That, sure. That was just a joke. Go with that. It was. So anyhow. Yeah. Anyhow. That, that's, no, no, I, that's totally fine. Any other questions out there, man? No, I know. Like I said, two, keep it short. Don't want to run too long. All right. So if someone wants to send us questions for next week, how do they do that? 
you want to send an email to podcast at thronecontrollers.com and we may butcher the shit out of your question on the air or never answer it at all. But actually, my statement is, if you send us an email at one point or another, we eventually will read it. <laughs> and if they want to follow us and read our, our wits during the week, they should. They can follow us on the Twitters at Controller Talk. They can also check us out on the Facebooks. And most importantly, they should always go to ThroneControllers.com for the latest news and videos and opinions and rants and sugar pops. Mm, I do like sugar pops. And I think with that, this has been episode nine on Bats and War Out. Peace. Clever girl.